jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds, arts and culture. Style Philosophers with Michael Paris is sponsored by The Bubble Collection, a fragrance collection that's genderless, ageless and boundless. Scents that are so light, they'll just tease the air around you and others. Break out of your bubble, where you can dream, wonder, and create harmony. For more information about The Bubble Collection, go to thebubblecollection.com and follow them on Instagram at The Bubble Collection. Ladies and gentlemen, Style Philosophers, with host Michael Paris on jasoncharles.net. Welcome to the premiere episode of The Style Philosophers on jasoncharles.net podcast network. I'm your host, Michael Paris, and thank you for joining me. We're recording in a studio high above Manhattan. The views are glamorous and inspiring. What a fitting location to introduce this first episode in. The Style Philosophers is a series where we'll be interviewing passionate visionaries, creative gurus across many cultural and artistic professions. We'll explore their unique philosophies. We'll delve into the worlds of fashion, beauty, travel, wellness, art, music, film, television, architecture, home design, food and beverage, on and on. A program where we can meet the brilliant people behind all the areas of life we love or hate. What inspires them? What drives them? What feeds their insatiable need for perfection? And why their style philosophy speaks to us? I have here, as my special guest and friend, Kimberly Seiler, a style and wellness guru in her own right, who I've known throughout most of my professional life. Since this is the first program, I've invited her to talk about my background and what started my interest in style. Hello, Kim, and welcome. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me today. I'm quite thrilled to be here with you. Likewise. So, you know, we've known each other and uh, we've worked with each other in the fashion world for many years. And I think we first met each other when we were both working at Ralph Lauren. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you have worked in some very stylish industries over the years and how all of that sort of brought us to where we are right now? Right. Well, yes, I, I have very fond recollections of us meeting at Ralph Lauren. And before I joined Ralph, I was part of a, a fashion journalism career, basically, at Fairchild Publications. I was the fashion director for menswear at Daily News Record, which was was the brother publication to WWD, Women's Wear Daily. And it was a daily newspaper, so it was a lot of being out in the fashion industry. I kind of was able to meet everyone who was anyone in the industry. And I traveled a lot to Europe uh, covering the menswear collections to Milan, Florence, Barcelona, London, Paris. I had a lot of fun. But then I got to a point where not only could I do it in my sleep, I felt like I could do it dead. So that was when I decided that it was time for a change. And luckily, there was a position for a writer as Ralph's writer there available. And I got the position. And then that's where our paths crossed. I think you were doing the music back well, then. Well, I was producing. Uh, I was actually 
pioneering a department within that company that did all of the moving images, film and video and music. I developed a whole collection of music for Ralph Lauren, the yeah. Ralph Lauren Music Collection. That's right. It was like the playlists of today. And I remember all those beautiful CDs that you created, right? That's right. It was, uh, it was quite wonderful to be able to, uh, to pioneer something like that with a, an amazing American brand like Ralph Lauren. And he was so into it and behind it. It was incredible. Yeah. So from Ralph, I, I continued. Um, I was not at Ralph for very long. It was perhaps not quite my cup of tea. I would put it that way. And I, from there, Ralph was the reason, the impetus for my being able to have a freelance and consulting career. I really would give props to Ralph for allowing that to happen. I went on contract with him for a year after that. And I wrote for basically all of the designers, advertising, marketing, writing, website, content creation, etc. And then I got to a point probably a couple of decades into that, that I really needed a change in my life. I mean, a major reset, both personally, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. So I began to get more into yoga. I began to get more into the wellness industry. And I began to design and make hand-wrought jewelry for Collection 13 Jewelry, which is my jewelry collection. And I've had a lot of fun with that. And I love the wellness aspect of um, yoga, of acupressure, of cupping, moxa, burning. It's all a great modalities that I'm, I'm, I've been training in for the past couple of years, and I'm really having a great time. That's terrific. And it's, it's really uh, in true form that I said you are a style and wellness guru in your own right, because you have really been able to uh, reinvent yourself and shift gears, uh, not only in your professions, but uh, your mindset as well. So that's really refreshing. And it reminds me a little bit about, you know, uh, sort of my path as well, just looking back in retrospect. So uh, really great, Kim. Well, thank you. And I'm really proud of you and, and happy for you that you um, are the host now of this new program. Congratulations, Michael. And tell us what you're doing with this. Well, you know, it's going to be very interesting. My mission for the Style Philosophers really is to create a place where both the guests and the listeners can share and learn and tell their stories. I'll be talking to designers, influencers, musicians, artists, filmmakers, chefs, photographers, who are creative forces behind the DNA of a concept, a brand, uh, a product, or an image. The Style Philosophers is a place uh, that focuses on our guests. All of them have one thing in common, a strong and unique style philosophy. Congratulations. And uh, this whole new style career, as it were, with the podcast. Um, Tell us about how you got into style. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, style has always been sort of in my in my life, uh, especially on the subconscious level. I I was always drawn to beauty and style from when I was a kid. I immersed myself in old movies and was able to really dream beyond the steel town that I grew up in, which was Youngstown, Ohio. And it just took me to another place altogether. And little did I know that all of that someday would prepare me um, really for a career in the fashion industry. When I was in college, I started to produce events. I went to Kent State University and I started to produce a artist lecture series. 
And it really got me involved with, at that time, a new school of fashion design and merchandising that they were opening. And I had many guests come in to promote the school. One of those guests was Antonio Lopez, the incredible fashion illustrator at that time. And his, his entourage came in with models and his partner, Juan Ramos. And it was magic. And at that moment, I realized that there was something very special about this fashion and style business. I then ended up coming to New York. As soon as I graduated, I was on the plane the next day and ended up here uh, working for a video production company, Madoff Productions. And I was able to really have the great opportunity of working in what at that time was a very pioneering sort of segment of the industry. Video was mobile for the first time, and it was exciting to be able to capture those images on videotape. But the people who could afford to do that were high-end designers. So they were the Halstons, they were Ralph Lauren, they were uh, Donna Karen, the people who were really financed that could afford uh, big shows. In addition, there was the whole beauty segment. They were jumping into the video arena as well. Uh, Companies like Estee Lauder were pioneering in that at that time. And then, of course, being able to work uh, with Madoff on special programs uh, with Liza Minnelli. There was an amazing opportunity to work with her on uh, a Halston tribute, as well as uh, video roll-ins that were used in her show at Radio City Music Hall. Through this whole thing, I ended up meeting Ralph Lauren, working on music for his fashion shows. And Ralph and I, uh, over a period of time, started to get to know each other by uh, collaborating on the soundtrack of his shows. And one thing led to another, and uh, I ended up uh, taking a position within his company uh, where I started the media service department. And it was a department that was focused on creating all of the moving images for that company at that time and the licensees, uh, which was great fun. And it was still a private company then. So the sky was the limit. You could, if you had a great idea, you could walk into Ralph's office and say, Hey, what do you think of this idea of a music collection? And he would listen. And he, in his, in his genius way, could see the potential for things. And uh, that was very exciting. I, I did make, as we had talked about, the Ralph Lauren Music Collection and uh, working on all of those amazing fashion shows at that time, the burgeoning careers of uh, the supermodels, being able to work backstage with all of the great names from Christy Turlington to Naomi Campbell to Claudia Schiffer, Cindy Crawford, the list goes on and on and on. It was one of those pinch yourself moments and uh, it was fantastic. Um, Later, uh, around, I want to say 1999, I graduated from Ralph Lauren and decided to start my own company. And my business partner at that time, Gregory Cole, who was a international marketing uh, specialist at Alfred Dunhill, and my background from Ralph Lauren sort of positioned us to start a company where we would produce film and video for the uh, luxury and designer areas of the market, as well as beauty and fragrance. And 
I have to, again, like you, take my hat off to Ralph Lauren for really being the first client we had, as well as Ralph Lauren Fragrances. Uh, at that time, who was under the direction of Andrea Robinson. And our first great project was developing the concept with her for Ralph Lauren Romance and producing the videos behind that and recommending the music uh, My Romance with Carly Simon. And it all dovetailed together pretty beautifully. And Percon, uh, our company, was able to work with many other designers, many other amazing brands, both in fashion and beauty and fragrance. And uh, it's been an incredible journey. I was going to ask you if there were any singular aha style moments for you over the time at Ralph or over the time with any of the other designers as you were producing videos and music for them. Yes, with Ralph, of course, just watching him work with his teams of people and orchestrating his concepts uh, that were in his mind to be able to take a concept and work it all the way through to an actual product was pretty brilliant to see sort of his genius um, ability to really push the boundaries of that concept to where it was idealized and romanticized in such a way that really appealed to our sensibility where we felt we aspired to be part of the worlds he created. So that was my first real education of aspirational marketing, aspirational designing, where you really wanted to be part of that world. And I really got my real fine-tuned education of a style philosophy from the master himself, which was Ralph Lauren. That is such a brilliant way of putting it. I, I love how Ralph fits into so many different style philosophies. I mean, he was sort of the creator of style philosophy, if you will, from day one when he first went into the business with the wide tie for men. Absolutely. I mean, and in, in different worlds, you weren't just limited to a world of minimalism. No, he created safari. He created the great... The expansive Southwest. He gave you, you know, bespoke England. He gave you the Scottish countryside. It was just on and on. And every collection, every season, you were transported to another world. And you had to swing with that and, and enjoy that journey. He was the only one doing that. And it, it was really pioneering and just amazing at that time. As a fashion editor, that was always the high point of the season for me was when we could go up and see how Ralph had transformed his showroom into a completely different world. And sometimes you were in Morocco, sometimes you were in Paris, sometimes you were in LA and Hollywood. It was just incredible. Right. And how that translated to home collection, how that translated to tabletop, how that translated to a music collection. It was really phenomenal. Then when I started working with our other company, Percon, it was just as fascinating watching other designers do their things. To see the likes of Michael Kors come up in the ranks. Michael was another visionary, and I've had the great fortune of working with Michael Kors when they were going public and when they were launching into Asia. 
with John Idle, their president and CEO, who is now Capri Holdings that has Donatella Versace and Jimmy Choo's and Michael Kors. And these were influences in my life. I was able to learn branding and marketing and strategic planning through some of the top minds in this industry which trickled down to everything. It trickled down to travel. It trickled down to restaurants. Look at how many of these designers today have their own restaurants. Pretty fascinating. So yeah. every aspect of life, when you have a strong style philosophy, it touches every corner of your life. And whether you're aware of it or not, you are subscribing to that philosophy that they have created for you because they are so passionate about it themselves. It makes sense, actually, that the lifestyle aspect of design and of retail is really what style philosophy is all about. How did it create your own style philosophy for yourself personally as a style-making aspect for your own personal way of dressing, your own personal way of living, of decorating your home, etc.? Did that have an effect? Of course. I remember coming from a place like Ohio, and this is pre-internet, so every state sort of had their own way of styling themselves or looking a certain way. And coming from a, a, a very blue-collar town, you know, it was a very homogeneous approach to style. Nobody really wanted to stand out that much. But by the time I got to college, I was really shopping the vintage stores and all of the used clothing stores and really pulling together my own unique looks. Traveling often to New York, seeing the street style here, uh, I was able to go back to Ohio and incorporate that into my looks there. I quickly joined the fashion organization there and I started loving to dress and when I came um, to New York, it was, it was amazing because you were able to see every kind of fashion style imaginable at that time. This was post-punk era and Madonna was just starting to come on the scene and all uh, fashion, music, culture, lifestyle was just really working in a synergistic way. And then, of course, uh, going to Ralph Lauren where all of us who work there, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well, we were our own characters working within the company. And, you know, who dressed like a banker and who dressed like a surfer, who dressed like uh, somebody who was just on safari or someone out of the, the medieval, they were all represented there within that corporation under that roof. And, you know, you're developing your own style is uh, something that comes, I think, innately. And you have to have a lot of confidence uh, in wearing what you think is great. I never follow trends. Trends are sort of pointless. You know, one thing I believe in is having the confidence to make your own style and believing in that. And I guess if you'd have to describe my style, it, it would be the Italian word sprezzatura, which is, um, how would they describe that? It would be like studied nonchalance. Uh, Fred Astaire used to say that. And, you know, you put something together and it looks kind of like, you know, haphazard, but there's real style to it. And it is studied, but it's relaxed too. 
I would say that you have a luxurious, relaxed style about you. Um, I mean, the touch of your jacket today is in cashmere, I'm assuming, and it's beautiful, and a beautiful, small herringbone check. It's gorgeous. And, and I would also say, going back to the characters that are created, I think Ralph was very big and had a big hand in creating archetypal fashion personalities. And that played a big part, I think, in my growing up throughout the industry. I mean, I think I was into that before, and you too. And you have a very um, beautiful way of presenting yourself in, in style. Do you have a mission statement, as it were, of what your style philosophy is, other than sprazzatore? Is there any? Yes. I, you know, I think uh, my style philosophy is to always surround yourself with things that make you think things that not only are beautiful uh, to be around or beautiful to share, but things that make you pause and observe and things that make you live in the moment because they are so unique and they are so special and they are so beautiful. This is what a style philosophy should really be all about. And to me, once you feel you're surrounding yourself with that in all aspects of your life, it starts to give back and it starts to make you want to share your vision of living with other people. And, you know, it's very interesting. Um, someone once said to me that we all basically mirror one another, our, our community of friends, our followers, however you want to look at that. Basically, what we're doing is we're just holding up mirrors in front of ourselves. And when we see each other, we're, we're a reflection of one another. And that philosophy sort of lives through that, too. It's a very beautiful yogic way of thinking because we are all one and we are all reflecting each other in our eyes back to each other. And style is what we put forward to create that face of who we are day to day, right? I mean, do you ever foresee your style changing in the future? Absolutely. You know, I wish I could pare it down. And, you know, I always uh, uh, say, oh, I wish I could just only wear navy blue or camel, uh, camel and uh, gray or simplify just wearing white shirts. But then when I go into my closet and I see all of these other types of clothes, I get crazy. And I was like, oh, not today. I'll do that in another time. But uh, yes, I think style is constantly evolving. But I do believe that the more I work within style, the, the more pared down my looks do become, uh, where less is more. And um, I always go back to, you know, uh, Howard Hughes. I, I read a lot about him when, when I was younger. And Howard Hughes only wore navy blue, solid navy blue suits, a white shirt, and a solid navy blue tie. And he wore sneakers with it. Wow. And he never wore anything else. And he was one of the richest men at that time. He was an incredible style maker through motion pictures. And he didn't need to prove anything. He was confident in his own skin, and that's who he was. But then you had guys like, you know, Cary Grant, who wore all kinds of things because Cary Grant needed that. Cary Grant needed that boost of confidence. Uh, and, you know, whether he was wearing a houndstooth blazer or a camel hair full-length coat or the three-piece peak lapel suit, mm. it just enhanced his personalities. 
there was one thing I was thinking, and, and you kind of hit on it, where style can be its own uniform, but, you know, done, like you said, the banker, the... I was thinking of Bill Cunningham with his blue French workers jacket, you know, people who wear just black and white and that's all they wear. Well, sure. I think people gravitate ultimately to the style that they're into. And this goes beyond the fashion world. This is in architecture. This is in home design. This is in sitting in front of a beautiful plate that's been prepared for you by a master chef. The the agonizing detail and thoughts that went into preparing that plate is quite astounding. So, you know, on every level, I want to present the style philosophers as a place that examines all of those different professions and all of those different segments of our life that really has a really defined style philosophy. You can take a walk through any museum. Let's even think about mm. the Metropolitan Museum of Art right. in the American wing. You could walk through and actually see uh, a Frank Lloyd Wright room in the exterior oh. of that room, mm. what it looked like on the outside. And talk about a visionary. Talk about somebody during a period of time that was so avanti, mm. that was so ahead of what was happening at that time in the world to create a whole new way of living, a philosophy of living. Uh, the exterior of his architecture, the interiors, where he had to actually design the furnishings that would go into it because right. nothing existed. There was no lighting that looked that way. There was no furniture that looked like his structures. So he had to do an entire lifestyle collection mm -hmm. to go with his architecture. That is style philosophy and a pioneer at that. I think you hit on a, a big part of what style philosophy is. It's a lifestyle, right? It's, a, it's every single aspect within your life. It's not just fashion. It's not just you know, home decor. It's everything. It's everything. And you being a wellness guru right now, think about a vegan lifestyle. Okay. Oh, yes, lifestyle, definitely. vegan lifestyle. It's a philosophy. Being a vegan is just not, you know, a trend. No. It is a philosophical way of living. And that translates to all things you do. Exactly. What you choose to put on your body, what you choose to wear as a fragrance, what you choose to eat, of course. Right. And now, since so many people have embraced this philosophy, the choices are astounding out there. Mm. What, you, what you can do just in terms of eating. Right. How many amazing vegan restaurants are there? Oh. Where you can actually go Dine into any restaurant and say, wow, I would order that, even if you're not a vegan, right. because it's so delicious sounding. Mm. And again, people who are passionate about that have devoted their lives in terms of making something special for others. Exactly. And it also it relates back to kindness and, and being caring for the entire planet. And I think style philosophy has to relate back to the planet, don't you think, in a big way also? Absolutely. Uh, you know, style philosophy is really tied into the zeitgeist of what, you know, is happening around the world. We have to be conscious of everything that is, is happening because the pulse of the earth, you know, is emanating a frequency. Just yes. like we're, f we're having a frequency right here on our microphones, Earth is doing that very same thing. And if you're in tune with that, 
it starts to influence your philosophy. You just have to be open and observant to everything around you. And then the universe provides. Exactly. I'm so on the same plate with you, Michael. There you go. I want to thank you so much, Kim. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your collection of jewelry? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, Michael, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm thrilled and honored to have been learning more about your style philosophy. And um, as far as my jewelry collection, um, mostly I'm on Instagram. Uh, My handle is collection13jewelry, and it's the number, the numeral 13. Um, Also, my yoga Instagram is yoga for bold people, and I'm really a big believer in as we're aging, yoga is one of the things that we need to be concentrating more and more on, and veganism, I'm really into that, being kind to the planet, being kind to the animals, being kind to each other, spreading the love. That's my style philosophy. <laughs> well, it's a great one and a, and a, a wonderful one to live by, So, and you're thank certainly you. the personification of that, so thank, thank you, you again, Kim. On the next episode of The Style Philosophers with Michael Paris, we will be talking to Gail Perry. Gail is a New York City-based personal stylist and a regular writer as a fashion stylist for the Daily Mail in the UK. She also works as a closet editor and makeover specialist. Meanwhile, listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and of course, on jasoncharles.net podcast network, arts and culture shows. Please check out some photos on the website. And follow us on Instagram at Style Philosophers. Until then, this is Michael Paris. Be confident and live by your own style philosophy. Style Philosophers. With host Michael Paris on JasonCharles.net. For more information about Michael Paris and the Style Philosophers, follow at Style Philosophers on Instagram. Style Philosophers with Michael Paris is sponsored by The Bubble Collection, a fragrance collection that's genderless, ageless, and boundless. Scents that are so light, they'll just tease the air around you and others. Break out of your bubble, where you can dream, wonder, and create harmony. For more information about The Bubble Collection, go to thebubblecollection.com and follow them on Instagram at thebubblecollection. JasonCharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep.